everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are my fantastic co-hosts, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. And we're going to talk about various things going on in the world, uh, some big news that's a little sad and disheartening, and some other stuff that's not quite as sad and disheartening, and some stuff that's actually good. I hope. I hope at least some of this Woo-hoo. stuff is good. Um, we can only hope. Yeah. But we are going to unfortunately have to kind of open with a real, a real bad piece of news. Mike, mm-hmm. um, the Gaming as a as an industry is often subject to mass layoffs purely for balance line reasons. Like if your company made an enormous profit this year, but it was a smaller enormous profit than last year, often they will lay off people just so their balance sheet looks better. This is something that happens all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know the reason for these layoffs, uh, but, but Microsoft, now that they've got Activision, Blizzard, and King well within their grasp, laid off 1,900 employees, uh, a lot of them from Blizzard. Blizzard suffered very big cuts. Um, and that's uh, what, 20, 20%? Esports. Yeah. Also, a whole lot of the esports division is just gone. Yeah. I mean, we've heard Which... reports of them being down to like what? Uh, like. Like 12, a dozen people. 12, 12 out yeah. of their original almost 100. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Granted, you know, this is not something that companies don't release lists of everybody they fired. Hmm. Um, and maybe they shouldn't. On point of fact, I don't know. But I will tell you that when I was first reading about these layoffs, the first thing that I noticed was that Mike Yabara and Alan Adam both left. Yeah. Uh, Mike Yabara was the current. I don't know what you call him, studio head. He no, his, he was the he president. was the president. He was the president of the of the division. Okay, and uh, Alan Adam has been basically involved in Blizzard on and off for like the entirety of its existence. He's one of the he founders. Founded yeah. it, yes, yeah. absolutely. So they're both gone. Um, Joanna Farrells from Call of Duty has taken the job of Blizzard president now. Uh, she was head of Call of Duty, and now she's over there in Blizzard and. I think, Liz, I really wanted to talk about the thing you pointed out today, was that Mm. this is a situation where Blizzard has literally spent the past entirety of its existence as part of Activision Blizzard trying to keep Activision from running Blizzard. Yep. Trying to keep as much independence as they can. Having Mm -hmm. somebody who is the head of Call of Duty step into the role of head of Blizzard, the president, that is a concern. And But at the same time, the other concern is... Is Joanna Farrell's going to get a fair shake as president? Like at this point, they've been through a lot of presidents in a limited amount of time compared to previous amounts of time. Like they had one president for like most of their existence. Uh, Then they had the second guy for a few years. And now we had two people, one of whom left almost immediately. And one of whom basically stayed around for a year or two. And now he's gone. And we've got a new one. The other is one of whom left almost immediately was a woman because mm-hmm. she was paid significantly less than her male counterpart, Mike Kibara. For and the same role. For the exact the same, same role. role. Yeah, they the were the exact they same were role. Post- they were leads, yeah. Co-presidents or something like that. It's like a meaningless title. And okay, and I feel very bad. I can't actually remember her name at this point. Oh, I did until you said that. Yeah, see, I said it, I pointed it out, and then it vanished from my mind. But it, she was there very briefly. It was just this kind of brief spark that, oh, we were going to get a woman in charge. We were going to see some real change at Blizzard Entertainment from this frat boy culture. We're going to... And then immediately, it's like, no, she's getting paid a whole lot less than the guy in the same role. Uh, was it, uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Jen O'Neill, yeah. And 
yeah, she vanished really quickly, which is fair. Well, she's if you go into I've actually seen there's a really decent article about her mm-hmm. talking about how her her exit from Activision Blizzard, how it was actually really difficult. Um, she did an interview. Um, it was her and Jay Allen Brack of all people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. And she's talked about it pretty. This is in 2023. She talked about it in detail about how mm-hmm. basically she realized very quickly that she was not going to be able to get the company to where it needed to be. And, uh, and, and the pay thing, the pay thing was just part of it. That was a bad thing. Um, and don't forget that she also then left to go found uh, a startup studio, Magic Soup Games, with JLN Brack right after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the best part is that they only offered to match her pay with Yabara after she resigned. Mm-hmm. Like she, they were like, That's- no, no, don't resign. We'll, we'll pay you equal. And she only even found out that she wasn't getting paid the same because he told her. Mm. Yabara is the only reason she even knew and I'm not trying to defend the guy but imagine that you know the other co-lead has to tell you that you're not getting paid fairly mm. you don't know and that's just and that's just crazy how how so I am wondering like seriously this is their they've got a, a new woman as as president straight up president no co this is the chance for them to actually do something useful I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Maybe, but I mean, yeah. like we were we talking about. It? Oh, yeah, but, we get it. No, I don't know. Well, we were talking about this in Steph, and I, I want to let Liz talk here in a second, but Liz brought this up, uh, up, I think, which is do we know anything that she's really done or had her name associated with? The answer is no, but that could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like, <laughs> it's a completely blank space. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I. I have not heard her name before, which could mean that she's, you know, she stayed out of all of the, all of the politics, all of the bad stuff. But it could just mean that she hasn't hit the bar high enough of doing bad stuff to where you hear about it. If that, uh, (laughs) the bar at Blizzard for making headlines for being a bad person has been so high over the last few years. The bar at Activision Blizzard, really high. So you could fly under the radar and still not be a great person, but we don't know. And I think more worrying is that, okay, we've just put a woman into the role of president of this, after this giant merger, this big, this is such a big thing. Is she just, you know, the sacrificial lamb that you're shoving into this role so you can get rid of her later if anything goes wrong? I just. And that's, yeah, that is also really real possibility at this point 
Yeah, I mean, I would like to think, oh, okay, we're looking forward. We're going to get new leadership in and we're going to take things in a in a different, broader direction. We're going to leave behind kind of the bro culture Blizzard has become so known for. But, you know, last time they brought in a woman leader to do just that, it failed spectacularly. She had to quit. Nothing happened and nothing changed. And, you know, I don't I don't have hope that this is a sign of change i i just don't i'd like for it to be i'd like for this to be a good thing but i i do not know anything about this woman the fact that she comes from activision from call of duty specifically well there's doesn't inspire a lot of confidence yeah so there's a we were linked in and thanks to uh to for linking this um in in our discord that there was a a thread about her or at least a little bit with her time from the NFL uh, and the CDL and Activision and now uh, where they actually did a sit down with her uh, at the eavesdrop did. So there's a YouTube video out there where she does a, an interview. Um, it's, it's interesting because it does paint a positive picture, which you would expect from any interviews with her, but she doesn't make any bold claims. She doesn't claim to be like a hardcore gamer uh, or anything like that. She claims to want to be listening to, uh, player feedback and trying to understand and get get everything to a good place. But she presided over uh, in twenty twenty one. She presided over the Call Call of Duty uh, League and Overwatch esports. Mm-hmm. So she has some familiarity with it as well. So w- I'm not saying that it's bad or good, but it is definitely something I want to pay attention and see what, if anything, she can do to maybe make things better and i'm saying that with a big question mark after it because i don't know Mm. i don't know if they can make things better yeah well especially considering Mm. i think that we should talk about those layoffs uh at least in blizzard's case they fired a lot of people who do stuff that isn't that that isn't often understood by players but is extremely important Uh, a lot of customer support a lot of infrastructure a lot of internal um, team development or internal uh internal software tool development the the battle net team got hammered and one thing we haven't actually gotten to yet is they canned the Untitled Survival Game Blizzard has been working on yep. for five oh, or six that years was, now. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like reading some of the stuff about that is mind blowing too. Do we want to talk about that I mean, a little bit as well? Yes, by all means, Joe, start talking about it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I mean, like it, you brought it up. Now you got to talk about it. But like that was a game. Talk about being stuck in development hell, but not for the fact of the people that were working on that game. And I feel so bad for those people. But like a lot of people on that team were coming forward with like what it was to work on that game, where it started as something that was being developed with Unreal. Uh, we just talked about this on the pre-show. You should sign up for our Patreon so you can listen to the pre-show. Um, but they were talked about like they started developing it for they had assets in place they were already starting to make some headway and then an executive came down and said no make it a mobile game and use our own make your own system for it mm. right like or use this or use this uh this one that was developed for a mobile game and make it work and try to make a large scale game with it and like it set it back like years as a result of it because then they had to port everything over to a tool system that was not designed for it so then they fell into the old western game development trap Right. Um, I guess that's actually the old Eastern game development trap of now you are spending as much time developing the framework and tools to make it the engine to make the game. than you are actually making the game itself. And you, it's like rolling the boulder uphill. Like there's a reason why most of the industry has moved towards a model of you either spend your time and develop one 
platform and use that for as long as you can for as many things as you can, or you buy someone or lease one from someone else because yeah, somebody else has already Bethesda done it. Absolutely won't stop using that engine. Yeah. Even though it's, it's super old, they'd rather just add stuff to it and use it again because that takes less time. And they already know that system. They don't have to relearn it and they don't have to worry about importing things to it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just. And also, I feel I feel like it, we haven't even mentioned the fact that in the case of the un, untitled survival game that is now gone, um, it was being developed by people who are really underserved in terms of the voice in the gaming mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I think, a, a non-binary person involved, uh, and it, you're not going to get to see that game, the game they were making, because it's dead now. And, and you forget this, people who spend their time working in gaming, for every published credit they have, there's like two or three games that didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Or how many times they've been shuffled from one team to another because a project got scrapped or, yeah. you know, uh, untitled project number seven didn't make it off the, uh, didn't, didn't make liftoff. So they had to go work on something else. And, or maybe that team was like, in this case, completely, you know, shuttered. It happens a lot, like a lot, a lot. I don't know. It's, it's sad. And you know, a lot of us knew people that got hit by this, not just on the survival game, but on all those teams. And we feel very, you know, strongly about that or, or a very specific way. And it's, I think it's telling too how it's being handled and publicly portrayed too, because they're not the only uh, company that did layoffs during this time frame. As, no, a, matter, no, no, no. as a matter of fact, and I, I want to talk about this just because I think it's an interesting comparison and y'all can tell me to shut up when we can move on, but I want to bring up the fact that Riot also let 530 people go globally. Um, but there's a couple key differences. One, Riot talked with everybody internally first and then released all of the notes and communications they gave to their employees publicly. Hmm. Anybody can read them. It's the exact memos that they sent to their people. They also are doing things like making sure that they are supporting their the people that were let go and making sure that they know that it wasn't done for revenue or uh you know trying to hit numbers or things like that they're they're giving them severance pay they're giving them their cash bonuses they're keeping them on health benefits they're keeping them in their wellness funds um they're they're doing a whole bunch of other stuff including giving them equipment like if they need laptops at home like to continue their job search they're just giving them like uh, uh, computers hmm. which is un- unheard of in in sort of this position. They're giving them career support uh, for up to six months with job placement services, including career coaching and networking, resume writing, and other things to help them uh, get up and running. They're also keeping them in their assistance program that is for internal employees only. Like they're doing everything they can, including visa support and, and letting them continue to have access to their Riot email address, which. We know for a fact Blizzard didn't do because we were getting mm. live stream tweets of, well, I'm sitting here and doing this. And then oh, there goes my access. I'm completely cut off. Like there are sometimes things happen economically or like projects don't ship or they get shuttered. That is a reality of the tech industry. But how a company handles that is extraordinarily telling. And the silence from Blizzard for the most part on this. Um, every interview you have with anybody from Blizzard in since or Activision Blizzard, that whole unit since this happened has been about looking toward the future and whatever next project is and not talking about anything about what's currently happening. They'll say, oh, it was tough. And then they'll just move on because that's what they're told to do. And it's, it's, 
I mean, I'll say it because we have a little bit of a wiggle room here and I edited this thing anyway. It sucks. <laughs> it absolutely blows. Right. And it's these were people that worked to make some of the best games in the industry and some of the most fun we've had. And to feel like they're written off without so much as a footnote or even a, like a thank you is just and then have silence from the company regarding it is just it's telling. So my two cents um, on the state of the industry. <laughs> Go ahead, Liz. I, mean, I think silence is the go to. No one wants to. They want to cut the fat and lay off workers who are in the middle of developing great games or trying to develop great games. And it's all for the bottom line. Everyone wants their quarterly earnings report to look really good. Uh, by the way, Microsoft is this week. Is it Was it today or is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully laying off some of your newly acquired workers will help your quarterly earnings report be that just bit better for the Xbox division. It's it's just sad. We know Bobby Kotick just went out with an impressive golden parachute departure package, which probably would have paid for all of these people's wages for years. It's just sickening. It's sickening that the gaming industry has lost something like 5,000 jobs in January alone from layoffs. And... Why while still reckon, while still putting up massive profits, massive profits. Yep. Like Everyone I think Microsoft reporting. something like seventy two billion mm-hmm. in profit. Just you know, I, I will say I I don't want to like get into an argument with Joe about Riot, but for all their the good oh, things, I'm not, Riot I'm, not doing, I'm not praising them. I'm no, just no, saying just for all those good things, they are also basically the people who got fired are not the people who are responsible for Riot's problems. The people who are responsible for Riot's problems are the people that fired them. Uh, and, you know, I don't... The, the, there's a lot of stuff they also stripped away during this, like Riot Forge, their, pub, their publisher for non-League of Legends games, and a lot of other stuff. And, yeah, they doubled their headcount in a few years and made all these big bets, and stuff isn't paying off for them but it's not the fault of the employees you know and it is good that they're doing things for them but i do feel like that has to be put out there i don't oh, want yeah, any no, corporation corporations, corporations are not corporation, your friend yeah i don't want any corporation coming out of this and us not saying you know this is a bleep i can't pirate ghost thing to do uh, and yeah i just i'm just stunned at the profits these companies are listing while they're doing this um yeah it's just it's nuts uh, how can you make so much money and you can't like put aside one of those $70 billion so you don't have to fire everybody. But of course, you know, that that's, that's not going to constantly Pro- increase profit for you. Yeah, pro- Profit isn't the point. All of the profit is the point. This is sarcasm for those of you at home. Let's see. Microsoft's earnings report did come out today oh. and gross profit for the, Oh gosh, do I want to make sure I'm actually looking at the right thing? Uh, I'm I'm not going to say this. I may be, I may not be looking at the right thing. Chan- it's safe to say that they're up from where they were because if as of September in 2023, they were at what evaluated at 56.5 billion dollars, which was a year-over-year increase of 12.76 percent. Um, Microsoft is a massive. Yeah. massive corporation and it's massively successful it's not like it's not like we need to go oh we've had some lean months and we need to make sure we're 
we're going in ready with the people we need most. You know, it's not like that. Microsoft is hugely successful, but they want to be more hugely successful, which means, eh, well, this person's underperforming in their metrics. This game doesn't look like it's a hit with today's with today's top trends. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna cancel it. We're gonna fire the whole team. Esports isn't making em- enough money. Let's lay off everyone involved in that and just just cutting and running with ev- with every project that doesn't look like it's doing well. Instead of trying to nurture talent, come up with new ideas, go new directions. Okay, so Overwatch League wasn't working out. What else can you do? Lay off the whole team. That's what you can do. Yeah, I mean, it's just well, I'm, so I'm, disappointing. I'm feeling comfortable enough to do the thing where I talk about how much they were making because <laughs> I've got, I'm not using their report. I'm using macro trends. And this has been out for a bit. Uh, the, the, well, so, I was, you know, no, the 12 months ending on September 30th, 2023, their profit for that, for that period of time, that year, gross profit was 151 billion. Now the previous year, the annual gross profit for 2023 overall was 146 billion. And that increase was over 2022 where they made 135 billion in profit. So they've, they've actually got a tradition of increase. Oh yeah. They've been going up every year for this past several years. Uh, that doesn't, you know, I understand that them making that profit doesn't mean that they're immediately going to like actually care about their employees. Uh, they do have shareholders and, you know, yeah. also, you know, corporations are evil, but regardless, it's not like, if they had decided they just wanted to take $1 billion out of their profits and not fire 1900 people, they could easily have done that. And they wouldn't have taken the full billion. No, it wouldn't have even, it wouldn't have even, it wouldn't even tip the bank. Yeah. They would barely have noticed it. So when you see these things in corporates, like, well, we have to, we had to do this because no nine times out of 10 rounding error. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, they don't have to do this. And it needs to finally be said. We're not saying it enough. They didn't need to do this. There's absolutely no reason to lay these people off, except when you get to making your shareholder report, if you're, if you're not up, always, always up, then layoffs happen. And in this case, this is a preventative layoff. It's not even one to say, oh, well, we had a dip, so we're going to lay people off. This is a, 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 a layoff just so no one has to deal with that later. And their bookkeeping has yeah, to Yeah, well, that. and that's the other the other trend, and you're going to see this a lot this year, too, and and just to sort of prepare everybody, the year's not over, and uh, it's going to keep getting bad because the tech industry as a whole is, even if like the U.S. economy doesn't go into a full-on recession, the tech industry is. Um and mostly is because we're finally starting to see companies um, realize that uh, unfettered growth doesn't actually exist. And now they're starting to panic mm-hmm. and they're doing the only thing they can, uh, which to quote Matt is, uh, you know, fire other people to make make sure that they have all of the money. Right. It's it's true. It's what they're doing. Um, it sucks. Like, I, I don't know any other way to say it. It's it's sad. It's awful. Um it is on the unfortunate world we currently live in. And I wish it wasn't. And you look at like companies that have been started up uh, in the past couple of years, a lot of, a lot of gaming companies that have come out in, in into existence in the past, say three or four years are basically people who were laid off. Yeah. And they, they're either they're laid off or they left because they saw the writing on the wall. Yep. 
and decided I'm I'm gonna leave before you lay me off. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that thing I've wanted to do for years. And yeah, it's just how many of those companies are gonna get to make it? Probably not that many. No. Because you know, even if you have like real name talent who are like famous for like putting out good stuff, it there's a lot of signal to noise, you know? Yeah, and we've talked about it before. It's real, real hard to promote the stuff now, especially with like Twitter being in its death throes still, um, which was a large, large source of a lot of uh, promotion for people's projects. Um, you know, ostensibly just doesn't matter anymore. It's gone. Um, you don't really have the budget when you're that small to hire a marketing firm at the same capacity. They can't keep up. You can't buy a Super Bowl spot or whatever. It becomes very, very difficult for a lot of those companies to to push and make it. And the fact that so many of them are is good. There's a lot of them that are actually like getting ready to make new games and we're in the middle of it. Some of them like uh, that game company is actually growing their 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 self slowly from the ground up to keep making their game. Um, there's there's hope, but I don't think that hope will ever lie with the larger names anymore. And the sooner we just kind of. I don't want to say except that they're not our friends. The it's I not do. The, it's not, they're they, not our friends. It's not the it's not the company. It's the you know the, you can like the people that work for them. You don't necessarily yes. have to like the company itself. Oh, absolutely. The company is not your friend. It is never your friend. I mean, although at this point, um, I feel like in, unless Liz or Joe, either of you have anything else you want to add, it's probably time to move on. Just because otherwise, the entire yeah, show we we should move on. The, the problem the problem is with this topic is that you start screaming and it's hard to stop because it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm going to take a deep breath and attempt to move on as if my soul wasn't dying. <sighs> okay. Season of Discovery is on its phase two. That's the, the special uh, WoW classic deal. Um, go ahead. Uh, it, phase two next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Um, but I, at this point, yes. I'm calling it phase two because for a long time we were yeah. calling it level bands, but Blizzard keeps calling it phases, so I'm calling well, it phases. I keep calling it phases, so. Yeah, but regardless. Phases. Everyone calls them phases. Yeah. But um, one of the things that's coming with the new season is the Blood Moon. And when I first heard this, I'm like, what, the thing from Breath of the Wild? Did you bring that in? All the monsters are just going to respawn at random times? But it's not that. Um the Blood Moon event is essentially free-for-all, kill-everybody PvP. And when I say kill everybody, I mean everybody. If you're alliance... Literally everybody. Yeah. If you see another alliance person and you're in, involved in the event, you kill them. It, it's what you do. Uh, it's, it's kill everybody all the time. Um, it is, however, different in some ways. Like One of the things is that you, don't, you do not have to participate in the Blood Moon. Um, when it's, it's, it, it's, it randomly happens, I think... Like once every yep. three hours on a thirty-minute timer. It's it's on a it's on a three-hour timer. I don't yeah. think it's random. It's three hours and it lasts thirty minutes. Yeah. So every three hours, you'll have a thirty-minute period of the Blood Moon in 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 uh, I want to say Stranglethorn Vale because that's Stranglethorn Vale. Uh, and you can, however, sign out of it. You can, can go to I think you'll go to Booty Bay. Um, I just know that the sergeant in question, you can go to that person and say I don't want to be doing this, and they're like, okay, you don't have to. 
Uh, but if you do that, you don't get the special rewards that you otherwise get for just rampaging across the zone, murdering everyone you find, or being murdered by them, I suppose. You don't get as many rewards for being a dick. <laughs> Uh, there's also, um, I can't remember the name of the character, but there's also an NPC who's essentially like the equivalent of a fell reaver wandering around the zone during this murdering people. And you can only group up in groups of five or, you know, you can't or less, you can't do a raid to fight him because raids are super penalized in some way. We don't know what it is yet. Uh, unless there's been, uh, that would be, that would be Kadamu chosen of the blood Loa who will wander around Stranglethorn Vale during the Blood Moon event. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like you just, you, you don't want to mess with him. You see him, you run away. I, the real question is, is he like the Fell Reaver? Is he, like, super stealthy and he'll just show up and murder you all? Or is he going to, like, actually make some noise and you'll be like, oh, I hear him coming, I'm going to go run the other way. Yeah, considering that the Fell Reaver was, like, literally a 30 foot tall robot that could literally what? be behind you before you even noticed it. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you remember that, right? I do. Yeah, Fell Reavers, man. So yeah. Um, a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. The, the worst <laughs> part about that Inception noise before it was cool thing was that it would do it like it, would, it wouldn't do it until it was literally like five feet behind you. Like, you'd be mm -hmm. like, I'm going to kill this boar and get myself some hellbore bacon. Oh, no bacon. Uh, anyway. Delphiest oh gigantic thing in the entire effing world. <laughs> yeah. That, I got nothing else. Like, that That thing is just, I'm still having, like, the shakes from, like, how many times that thing snuck up on me. And though I remember being, when as soon as I was high enough level to go kill it on my own, I did that, like, every day for, like, a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's that's actually an interesting way that, that season of the, 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 uh, Season of Discovery has so far done a lot of interesting variations. It's done things that we hadn't seen before. Um, not necessarily wholly new. Like this is obviously, this is a PVP event that there are similar kinds of events in WoW already, but this one's distinct, not just in how it works, but the fact that it is complete free for all PVP. The only other time we've ever had complete free for all PVP was what? Um, the Timeless Isle? With those with those coins you could get if you if you just went to like full PvP mode and killed like fought everybody who came by, that's the only other time I can think of in game. Uh, either of you got a, a time where there was a complete free for all PvP in WoW? Uh, I mean, uh, we used to do complete free for all PvP way back in vanilla days that were uh, in the arena, right? There's that arena that allowed you to do that. No, we did it in the world. Um, I mean, unless you're talking about like where you can kill your own faction too, then it was only the yeah, arena. That's what yeah. I'm talking about literally free for all like you can kill anybody yeah then yeah, only i remember, I remember the, the i remember the arena gurbashi arena something like that was it yeah, yeah. in stranglethorn yeah which yeah. is in fact in stranglethorn so this it kind of it all goes together 
Yeah, it just expands it. Um, I don't know. Either of you guys have anything you really want to see them do that they haven't done yet with the seasons, uh, with Seasons of Discovery? Find more hours in a day so I can play it? Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I I mean, the thing is, I'm not looking forward to anything specific in Seasons of Discovery. I want to know what happens next. I want to be surprised because there are so many interesting places you could take this game. And the being surprised is the best part. Not knowing, being able to play vanilla Warcraft and not knowing what's going to happen next. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that is is a big deal because otherwise you're just repeating something you played for years. So yeah, absolutely. Says the guy who's now playing this latest Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) But yeah, okay. uh, We'll move on then to... And I do want... I do want to add that is going live next week, February 8th, Season of Discovery, Phase 2. Uh, the level cap is being increased. Oh, gosh, it just vanished my mind, too. Level, is it level 40 or level 45? It's 40, because then they'll have 50 and 60. Those are yeah. the next level bands. So, new level cap, 40, Nomragon as a raid dungeon, and this Blood Moon event. So you can kill all your friends. For fun. Yes. <laughs> but not... Not outside in the game. Do it in the game. Only <laughs> and only every three hours. You have yeah. thirty minutes every three hours to kill your friends. Outside of that time, they're your friends. You can't kill them. Yes, uh, but in addition to that, since we're talking about uh, February eighth, on February sixth, um, Diablo Four is uh, getting a new seasonal event similar to the Midwinter Blight that they had back in December. Uh, from February sixth to February twentieth, we're going to have the the Lunar Awakening event, which is different. It's not the same, but it is similar in terms of what it what it does in Diablo, in that it adds new stuff you can do. It's for both seasonal and eternal realms. So if you've mm-hmm. not been playing the seasons, you still get new content. Uh, and basically what it does is there's a new place to go. Um, it's, it's in, it's in uh, Ked Bardu. It's called the Knight's Market, I think. Uh, night lunar market and it, it's headed up by i want to say yu yi um if that's not his name i apologize but he's the leader of it and essentially you go there he basically says hey there's these new lunar um shrines you should go around clicking because stuff good stuff will happen you go out and you find these shrines and you click them and you get buffs uh they're buffs like normal shrines they then have additional buffs that they add to those shrines, and then you get fifty percent XP in a multi. It says multiplicative, which I don't know for sure, but sounds like that means if you get two shrine buffs going, you can get like hundred percent XP. Uh, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, still fifty percent XP uh, while you've got these in click. Go ahead, Liz. The one, the one I'm interested in is you know, so the lunar shrines are like normal shrines, but with new effects. So the greed shrine. Has a chance. Usually, it's like the greed shrine gives you some pitiful amount of extra gold, which Mm -hmm. they have buffed, but it's still pretty pitiful to the point where I'm like in a nightmare dungeon. I'll see a greed shrine and I'll be like, I don't even want to click on that. It could be a curse shrine. I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Like, it's not worth it. But uh, the augmented lunar shrine, the greed shrine, will have, have a chance to summon a treasure goblin. So you'll click on the shrine and. A treasure goblin will be there. And what if you find another greed shrine and you could get another treasure goblin? Could you just chain greed greed shrines? Which that's a roundabout way from saying that uh, Diablo needs more treasure goblins. The cool thing All the about time. This, the cool thing about the treasure the green shrine is that it's not a random chance. 
If the shrine is up and you kill 25 things, boom, treasure goblin. If you kill 50 things on the same shrine, boom, another treasure goblin. So you can make these goblins happen. You don't even need to look for another shrine. You can just make them happen. I like, love I, it. I want more I shrines. This, this, yeah, this I is basically, more. this should be how they work forever. Like, j- just yes. don't, don't go back to the old greed shrine. Stay with this one where I get treasure goblins. And and then buff treasure goblins. There's okay? more treasure. <laughs> but, but they do this for everything. Everyone's got something like this. Uh, the one I'm interested in is the protection protection shrine because you can reflect all incoming damage. Oh, that and could it, be nasty. And it scales with your level and world tier. Oh, that could hurt. Yeah, and that the could thing hurt is someone else. There's a um the thing one of the nightmare dungeon affixes in this you know during this this festival, uh, during the lunar awakening event, is called Ancestor's Favor. And it basically means that all the shrines inside are replaced with lunar shrines, which makes this the best way to farm for ancestral rep uh, for this event. Because every time you kill a monster next to one of the shrines, if it's a lunar shrine, you get rep, the ancestral favor rep. And what, what this means is that not only will you get that rep from everything you kill near a shrine, you'll get only these special shrines. You won't get the normal version. So you'll you'll only get the protection shrine, or only get the lethal shrine, or what have you. They'll only get you give you the lunar version with the extra ability, which I think is really nice because nightmare dungeons are often a real pain because they do stuff like you take damage whenever you're standing still, or you know. <laughs> so this is an interesting way to jazz up uh, nightmare dungeons if you like to run those. Uh, so yeah, and, that's go ahead, Liz. And if you're playing Diablo Four, you kind of have to like to run nightmare dungeons. Well, you at least so, have to do it. You don't have to like it. But yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got to you've got to run so many of them that you'd better like it because that's the game. That's what you got. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, last thing to mention really fast is there's ten levels of rep, um, which are spendable on various things, including including like there's I think there's f- six different levels of cosmetics uh, that you get as you level through mm-hmm. the reputation, and there's other like there's gear you can get and so forth but they haven't really talked much about what the rewards are they've just said oh there are rewards and they've shown us pictures but that doesn't tell you is this a cosmetic or is this an actual weapon like can i can i actually get it to antidax or am i just getting a transmog which is you know i like getting transmogs don't get me wrong but that we don't actually know yet uh so yeah but what gets me is this is the second one of these and this wasn't really talked about very much in any of the previous times that i've like they didn't even mention it the last less dead they, water cooler thing they did. They did mention that there was another event coming. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't tell say you what anything it was. about it though. No, yeah. they didn't say anything, but they did say they were doing another event soon. And it so, makes me wonder: Are we going to see these recurring throughout the year? Like, are we going to get another one in the summertime? Are we going to get like? Are they just going to do various holiday events when they do other holiday events for other games? Because it feels like that's where they're going with this. Because mm-hmm. this is like we, you know, both WoW and Overwatch have lunar events happening at the same time because it's it's based on the lunar new year Mm -hmm. so i yeah i don't know i I would like to see it i think it would be interesting but we'll see what happens either you guys have anything else to say on this one nope (laughs) liz treasure goblins treasure goblins okay uh whilst talking about treasures um we should probably (laughs) mention that that there's a new uh prime gaming reward for world of warcraft it's a parrot that is a pirate parrot. Mm. Like it, it's straight up got a pirate hat on and everything. Uh, and again, that's that's straight up. Uh, Blizzard just announced this one today, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, and and that's your, you know, Prime Gaming thing. Watch watch it's not even watch videos or nothing. It's just link your Prime account to Blizz to yeah. your World of Warcraft account and you get a nice little pirate parrot. It's got a bandolier on its chest and everything. It's it's straight up as piratey as you could get with a parrot, which is already somewhat piratey because you know, it's a, it's like the stereotypical pet of a pirate. So yeah, it just cuts the middleman and it, it itself is a pirate. Uh, that's <laughs> that's happening. Uh it says till February 27th, it's going from January 30th, which is, again, today, uh, as we're recording, um, and it's going until February 27th. So you have about a month to get it, uh, pretty close to. And granted, it's the shortest month of the year, but, you know, hey, you can't have everything. February is what it is. Uh, so yeah, that's happening. And other than that, the other Prime Gaming things I know about are the Moira skin that we were told about uh, before. That that one's still in, in availability. And, of course, there's the Hearthstone one. Uh, the Hearthstone card that we get, you know, that's that's still there. Um, I don't know why I linked the Rosewood Moira skin twice uh, in in my <laughs> email, but nevertheless, yeah, the Rosewood Moira skin, which I'm gonna say is just straight up a hot ass skin. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. Beep. Uh, but yeah, really good. That's skin. our one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the eye with the rose thing. That's just this is like your your goth Overwatch dream skin for Moira. It's it's just really <laughs> neat. Um, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, the, the Hearthstone gift is is you know, it's a card for it's a card for Hearthstone. That's that's nice, I guess. I mean, I don't play Hearthstone that much, so I couldn't find a Diablo reward for that. Um, if if you guys find one, please let me know. Um, but there is still the the Grim Campfire. Uh, no, over on Twitch, it's no. not. It's gone. No, gone. Ended oh. today. Sorry. Yeah. Ended today. If you don't have a Grim Campfire, if you don't have a Grim Campfire ready, I'm sorry. It is it is gone until it is revived from the vault. Perhaps with more skulls. Okay. Um, do do do. Uh, new Overwatch tier skips. Yeah, so I didn't mention those. I'm sorry. And uh, the Overwatch Lunar event also started today, and we didn't really talk about that. Uh, but you know, that's that's happening. Joe, do you have anything to say about that? Because you're kind of our our go-to Overwatch guy. But you unfortunately, might not. I do not. I have not had time to really catch up on Overwatch. Unfortunately. Okay. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it's also- uh, it. Uh, it will be uh, the prop hunt mode is returning. Um, yeah, I don't actually play Overwatch, but I did. I do read about it, so that is. Yeah. Um, but yes, there are three fan favorite arcade brawls coming back: Capture the Flag and Capture the Flag Blitz. And okay, this says there are three of them, and that's all. And uh, Bounty Hunter: The Deathmatch Free for All Game Mode. So, and of course, there are going to be new Year of the Dragon uh, skins and things to collect. So, uh, you can go have play uh, Prop Hunt or play some of the game modes that are back in the arcade through February 19th. All right. Uh, also, Hearthstone's get theirs, isn't it? Also, the Hearthstone's get their... Uh, yes. Their, their uh, in Hearthstone... Yeah, Hearthstones is pretty simple. It's, you know, whenever there's an exciting holiday, there's usually an event and you do some quests and you get, you know, a few a few rewards. In this case, you do quests that are like play two games of Battlegrounds and you get a certain amount of event XP and you can unlock some new unique signature cards which have special art and uh, some unique Battlegrounds heroes. So uh, I'm working on that, except it keeps wanting me. It already wants me to play constructed Hearthstone, which I don't play very much. So I'm I'm wondering how far I could get through this event while only playing Battlegrounds. I don't know, but I'm gonna find out. All right. Um, and I think the last thing to mention here, 
I actually don't think we talked about it very much, but we uh, there is a there is a basic patch notes for Diablo Four coming out as well. Um, these are not changes that are in yet. Uh, there was there's there was a patch this weekend. It was mostly yeah, bug fixes and stuff. And now the there's an actual patch coming uh, February first. You said we okay. We did have a patch on Friday, which actually had yeah. Quite, I mean, it quite a quite a good amount of seasonal stuff that uh, kind of there were a lot of complaints about season three that it doesn't feel impactful, which I agree. And it's the whole mechanics of it. You had to farm up these governing and tuning stones to upgrade your new robot pet companion, and the robot pet companion didn't feel impactful, and it took a long time to get enough stones to upgrade it. And you were running these vaults, which were full of traps, and you had to go into the vaults and use your pearls of warding to get stacks of Zoltan's warding so that you could get to the end of the dungeon. Oh my gosh, you'd get to the end of the dungeon and be able to unlock these ward-locked chests if you still had stacks of Zoltan's warding. But, but the pearls of warding were also used to summon the Echo of Malthus boss. At the end, uh, you know, once you were closer to level 100 and get loot from that. So you had to make this choice between do you want to participate in vaults or do you want to summon Malthus and get those rewards? So Blizzard has made a whole slew of changes to try and make this a little better. First, for to prevent you from having to do some fighting Malthus and doing vaults, there's a new item called an Igneous Core that's only used to summon an Echo of Malthus. You no longer have to take your pearls of warding and decide, well, am I going to do vaults or am I going to do Echo of Malthus? You can do both. They're just different items that you will encounter as you play through the content. Um, they have also increased the... Hang on. Uh, they've made it easier to upgrade your Seneschal companion, your new little robot friend. Um, crafting your, your governing and tuning stones will only cost... 200 shattered stone and finding a maximum level gathering or tuning stone will also now grant you 150 to 200 shattered stone so you can already go and you know make another one they basically cut the cost of making them in half so it's so much faster to get them and you get governing and tuning stones for your little robot buddy from doing whispers so you can get them as rewards from Whisper Caches, where before you really had to, like, dive into seasonal content and kill constructs and really grind constructs forever to get the 200, you know, chunks of rock you needed to go to make your governing stones and tuning stones. And then, of course, you'd gather your 200 chunks of rock and you'd go to make your governing stone or tuning stone and you're like, I want this one, I want to upgrade this one, but it's random. You just get a random stone and it's like... Thanks. Thanks. That was spent all that time grinding, and that was not what I wanted. So they, so your robot upgrades faster, and uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think all in all, these are good changes. There was a lot of negative feedback about the season because it's just not. It didn't feel like much, and season two was so great. Like, uh, meanwhile, I'm the one guy that didn't like season two, and I'm actually happy. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I understand that not everybody's the same. I just happen to really. I'm much happier with a simple 
thing that yeah. is that doesn't completely change my play style than I, I am with vampire powers that are very powerful but make you a completely different character. Like at the, at the, yeah. if you're like really going for vampire powers on my barbarian, I was like, I don't feel like a barbarian anymore. I feel like a vampire. But mm-hmm. I get that other people liked it. I get why they liked it, and I do agree that. Whilst I like season of the construct so far, the stuff that people are talking about is valid. Um, the trap stuff does feel like out of nowhere, and especially having it cost you the chance at the boss. You know, like I can summon it, I can summon yeah. this boss, or I can get some chests at the end of this. That feels like it's kind of a poke in the eye. So I am glad they made that yeah. change. And uh, I guess you, you also mentioned that the upcoming patch that's coming next week, I think, or even this week, uh, has some buffs well, for the uh, little robot buddy as well. Yeah, Blizzard has posted patch notes that are dated February 1st, and it's, as we are recording this, not February 1st, so I only assume these are going live in the future, which includes quite a few buffs to our robot friend. I I do agree with you, Matt. I like the robot friend. I like the street, the more straightforward upgrade process, but it's... Yeah, it, it, definitely, it was a lot of shards. Yeah, and you have and, to basically get these bags, and sometimes the bags don't have what you need. And, yes. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, by the way, uh, Inside Baseball, I'm supposed to have written up a post about this already, and I haven't <laughs> been able to because of how hard it is to get the things. So, it's yeah. Not really, it's not really hard to get the stones to upgrade him. It just takes – it's because it's random and you can't yeah. focus on anything. It takes forever. Yeah. and Which you, is you, the whole you know, problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're – and your robot friend does like you don't feel an impact from having a robot friend because the at the first level most of these skills do not do a lot. No, and you have, to, you have to spend a lot of time leveling the robot before the robot before, does yeah, before you even feel like your robot is doing anything. And now this patch that's going live on February 1st, it has it looks like all or most of well, a lot of your robot skills are being increased by 10 to 60%. Uh, gyrate damage increased by 30%. Pummel damage increased by 30%. Bushwhack damage increased by 20%. Impale damage increased by 30%. It's a whole list that's boosting its power. So, I mean, I would hope that this just means, okay, as soon as you get your robot buddy, you're going to feel like you have a robot buddy. Because as it is, you get your robot buddy and you feel like, Okay. You gonna do anything <laughs> here, little robot buddy? Are, you're you're back there looking adorable. That's great. But are you gonna help out? Are you gonna do literally anything? Yep. And uh, so yes, I hope this will make this will make our robot buddy feel a little a little better, a little more powerful. I'm one thing I'm impressed about is how quickly Blizzard has been rolling out these patches. Like, yeah. we're only the season has been live a week. Yeah, and they've and already got gotten... one patch, and a new one's coming in a couple of days. Yeah, it is... yeah, with some pretty significant changes to the season and how it plays out. I kind uh, of get the sense that they were sort of aware that people might react this way and were ready <laughs> for them to, but they wanted to see what happened. Hmm. Um, th- that's kind of how I feel about it, but but we'll see. Um, I mean, one of the things is Diablo 4 doesn't do a PTR, so there's no chance to collect player feedback before something goes live. Yeah. And they also didn't announce this with much lead time. They didn't announce season three very far before season three launched. Yeah, they were basically, so, like, I think it was the week before season three came out. Yeah, it was the week before they was. told us. Yeah. So they don't do, they don't collect a lot of feedback in advance. And when the season rolled out, the feedback was pretty overwhelmingly negative. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. But, but I think that pretty much covers everything for this week, um, news-wise. I mean, not, you know, we could always talk about more stuff, but you know, I don't think we can do another 20 minutes of complaining about capitalism. Uh, so at this you, point... Do you think we can't? I don't think we can provide <laughs> it. I, I think we could definitely do it. I just uh, don't think we have the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but uh, we should move on and try and get at least one or two of these questions answered. Um, again, guys, if you do have a question for the show, please send it in to us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzard watch. So we know it's for the show. If you'd rather not email us, we do have two discord channels for it. There's the Q and podcast questions channel for everybody. It's a, you just go on in there and leave a comment uh, and we will know to look at it and possibly answer it on this podcast. Or if you're a patron and you want to get me sure you get looked at first, we do have the patron Q and podcast questions channel for y'all so that you can get your stuff into us first. Uh, this week we got four questions from both channels and no emails. So I'm a little bit of a sad bear, but whatever. Um, I'm going to say, Joe, could you read the first one? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Certainly. Uh, this one comes from Tetsemi. What excites you about Blizzard's currently announced games slash offerings? And what would you like to see them announce down the road? Um... Me personally, I'm still just waiting for to see what happens with the uh, the next expansion and the lead up to it. That's really for a while. That's really where I'm at right now. What about you guys? Let's go. Wow, this is such a hard question to get on the tail of these layoffs when you're just yeah. kind of yeah, you're just kind of bummed out. I mean, I'm I'm always interested in seeing what comes next, and one of the reasons I'm not super hyped about the world war within. Not saying that there's anything wrong with the war within, but we already know what it's going to, we already know the big picture stuff that's coming. So it's like, you know, you find out and then you want to know, okay, what's next? I'm caught up in the hype cycle that I hate. Um, Like, I feel like I know too much about what's coming next and I know too much too soon. So it's like, I'm no longer excited about it. I want to know what's coming next. Like, I want to be playing what's been announced and I want to know what cool thing is coming next. So I I'm I'm having a lot of problems right here with 
Blizzard's roadmaps, which are giving us these huge, ambitious walls of content. But it's like at the beginning of the year, I know about when everything's coming out. I know about what everything's coming out. I have a whole feature list right in front of me. And there aren't, the games don't surprise me very much. Which is kind of, it's hard to be, it's harder for me to be excited. It's like, I'm I'm glad we're getting all this new content. There's always something to do whenever I log on. But I, I'm not as excited about it anymore. So, I'm sorry, I don't have a good answer. Uh, vessel of hatred. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm, I mean, I, War Within certainly has got stuff I want to do, and I am interested in it. But I can play Diablo 4 by myself, or with just one other person. And I'm at the point in my life where that's the kind of gameplay I want. I don't want to have to get 19 other people to go do something. <laughs> it's not anything wrong with with my guilds that I've been in or my friends. I just, I'm not great at like scheduling. I have to schedule so many other things in my life. Doctor's appointments, you know, pen and paper role-playing games. The great thing about computer games for years was that I could just sit down and play them whenever I felt like it. That's why I love Baldur's Gate 3, because I can just do it whenever I want uh, for as long as I want or as short as I want. And you can't really do that with a lot of other things. And, and wow is unfortunately one of those things. And it's not that I'm, I don't think it's good. If anything, I think Dragonflight was one of the best expansions in a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was like in order to see half of it, I needed to get at least, at least four other people. Uh, and if not that, then, then close to nine other people. Uh, if I wanted to get, through and see what was going on and at the place i am in my life that's that's a hard sell that's a, that's a that's hard to do um so yeah for me it's the the, the you know the vessel of hatred um that's the thing i am most excited about hearing more for um because i really don't know much about what it's going to be too i mean that's i know that it's going to be in the area that that we previously saw in diablo 2 uh with like karast and travancall but i don't know much more than that and, and some of this stuff has been changed and added to and, and fleshed out and made different in a way that I'm really excited to see. But I don't know anything. And so maybe that's partially the same as what Liz was talking about. Regardless, it is that is my the uh, vessel of hate. That is my thing. Okay. Um, yeah, Liz, do you want to read this next one? And then we're probably going to stop because it's like a little bit. We only have a couple minutes. Uh, okay, from Corey. What are your thoughts on prestige rewards many years after their prestigious be their their prestigious being available from other less prestigious sources? Um, I think it's cool. I think it's cool to let cool rewards be available to everyone. It's like they have that period where it's like a prestige thing, and then you know slowly it kind of opens up. I think it's okay. It's nice to feel. Like you have this one cool thing that no one else has, but it's just, it's just cool to have cool things. And it's cool for everyone to be able to have that feeling of having a cool thing. Though I do still have the mini Tyrael pet in WoW and I do feel pretty good when I like break that thing out because no one, almost literally no one else has it. But, you know, if we had a whole raid with mini Tyrael out, I would feel really good about that too. So. What about y'all? What do you think? You feel bad when people have that cool rare thing that you worked really hard to get? No, not at all. I honestly, more access to everything makes me happy. Like, let's just keep giving people access to stuff. I got Mimiron's head. That's the one thing I got that I really feel like was got it at the time was a cool prestige thing. Mm -hmm. And 
I get super excited whenever anybody else has a Mims hat. <laughs> I don't care how you got it. I see you on yours and I pop mine out immediately. I'm like, look, I got one too. And then we like ride around orbiting each other and chasing each other through the streets of Dollar, at least the one time that it happened. Um, I just, I, I, I get why people get annoyed if they had to do a multiple 30 stage dangerous achievement thing to get something. And now somebody else can get it, you know, at a vendor. I get being upset about that, but you know what? That's what happens in games. Like one way or another, it gets trivialized. People can get it. Um, right now, if you want to get Mim's head, you can basically just farm um, Yogg until he drops for you. He doesn't drop it. Like, it is 1% chance, but you can kill him a few hundred times and eventually he'll drop it. One hopes to please don't be like my shoulders and never drop it. But I just, I don't, I get your under, I get the idea. I get why people get upset about it, but I am not one of those people. I totally think it's great. Uh, whenever I see one of the Phoenix mounts and I've, I don't have the Phoenix mount, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. the Ash I don't have it, but whenever I see it, I'm like thumbs up to that person. I think it's really that you have it. So yeah, it looks so cool. It's just yeah. cool to see it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Um, but I think we're done for right now. Cause we really don't, can't get through more of them. I'd like to, but we can't. Uh, what was that list? Let more people have cool things. Yeah. Done. Done. So Joe, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions of patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast sighting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance of having your question answered on our podcast for the queue and an ads free site experience. Thank you, Joe. Um, I have to remind myself not to call you Joseph because I know you think that means you're in trouble. <laughs> like sometimes I just almost say the word and I'm like, uh, don't call him Joseph. <laughs> you're not his mom. You should, but you should do it sometimes just so he wonders. Just keep that uncertainty no. there. Joe is just, like, Joe is a Pokemon of this, of our <laughs> podcast. I don't want to make him unhappy. Wait, I I'm the Pokemon the of Joe. the podcast? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I am. Which, what? Which? Yeah, you are the Pokemon which, of the podcast. Which Pokemon is he? Uh, that's a good mm. question, isn't it? Uh, if, 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 listeners, vote now for which Pokemon Joe is. <laughs> no, I don't. I just mean that you're like constantly a, a positive thing i'm never unhappy to talk to joe Whereas, you know many times i am unhappy to talk to myself because oh god everything i have to say is horrible uh and sometimes i'm scared to talk to liz because she is my boss um <sighs> but, uh, but i'm never scared of joe because again he's our pokemon he's he's going to protect me if anything <laughs> happens he's not I, I mean i don't put him in a ball admittedly i don't but but ash didn't put pikachu in a ball well that's because pikachu wouldn't let him put him put him in a ball and i doubt you'd let me put you in 100 percent will not no no i'm good oh but anyway <laughs> to try and end the show before we talk about this even more uh thank you everybody for coming to listen to the blizzard watch podcast uh on behalf of myself uh liz and joe who's doesn't say just joe as variations of his name over and over again he I uses could. words he could you can't stop him <laughs> Uh, but thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're really glad to have you, and we'll be back next week so we can do it all again. <laughs> <laughs>